athletes. I mean, there's no other jewelers doing what you're doing. You get re you're represented by XL Sports. You said. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm represented by XL Sports Management. Uh, shout out to Eric Eways and uh, Matt Davis, my agents. You know, um, I think it was a fluke. Uh, not a fluke. I'm sorry. It was a uh, it was just like a, a a weird situation. So, you know, I've always had it. Uh, I've had a, a few different glow ups in my life, right? Uh, business wise. What were those? Just, just let's walk. The, what were the couple glow ups to lead to that to get to Excel? So like, so like, uh, I had a reality TV show, right? Uh, it was on a small TV network called Fuse, and then it got the dumbed down version went to Google, which went to YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, um, um, popularity grew, social media got bigger, Instagram came out. Some of these things were before Instagram, and like, um, as as uh, you know, I would have like another like milestone, as you would say, uh, lack of a better term, glow up, right? So, you know, around 2017, when the Plain Jane song came out, I had made the the joke reference, uh, well, I, I retired. I was done with jewelry October 2016. I was just over it. I had overwhelmed. I was involved in a clothing brand with ASAP Rocky. I had a uh, okay. cannabis thing. So I was like, yeah, I'm just done with jewelry. So I, 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 I retired on top, right? And then uh, ASAP Rocky's like, nah, bro, you can't quit. Like, I ain't gonna let you quit, you know? And uh, in um, January, 2017, I posted the MJ in 45, the 45 jersey, I said, I'm back. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, ASAP Ferg recorded this song called Plain Jane and he played it for me and I was like, all right, cool. You know, I've been in 40, 50 rap songs, right? Even big ones, no big deal. I've had Drake shout me out, you know, you name it. I didn't know this was gonna be a global hit. I didn't know it was gonna be, you know, Ben Baller the chain. I didn't know I was gonna be trademarking ben that. Ben Baller did. I was say everybody knows the line. Ben Baller did. They really do know the song, even if you don't know me. Let's say, for instance, I could be somebody like, oh, I, I know that song, you know. So yeah. like, you know, I trademarked the name and things like that. So like, um, you know, I'd say what 2019, it's just super random, and it all started from from sneakers. There was a message forum that started and birthed a lot of people uh, in, in the culture of, of sneaker collecting, fashion, you name it. And it was called Nike Talk. Oh. And a lot of people were on Nike Talk to get early release news, you know, leaks of pictures. There are Nike employees. It's a really amazing forum. This is, you know, circa 99 to like 2004. It's still around now. And it was really popping throughout the, the early 2000s. But um you know, Wale was on there. Uh, uh, Kanye was on there. Just a lot of people were Big on there. Wale's one of the biggest sneakerheads I know, too, by the way. And, and I was way crazier than he was, right? Like, I was <laughs> beyond insane. And and thank God I'm not. But um, there was a guy on there who was flipping sneakers. And he was really young. He was 15. And uh, there's a company called Anti-Social Social Club that started from Nike Talk. And just, like, you know, huge companies, like big brands. So this kid, Eric uh, Eways, he made the front cover, he made the front page of the Wall Street Journal as a sneaker reseller. Wow. And we were like a tight community. We're like, oh shit, okay. And then uh, I made the, the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, I sold uh, my, my, my collection and it hit like, you know, broke all the records. In fact, even uh, Michael Jordan's uh, Hurricane Katrina auction with all his personal pairs didn't beat like my sneaker auction, well, right? What, so, was like, that, what was that price tag looking like? Just so we can have an idea. It like was just a little bit under $3 million in 2004. Under a little under three million dollars in two thousand four. Yeah. It's crazy. Is I was I had invested maybe less than sixty grand into the collection. Wow. A lot was like connections, doing things. I was working with Nike, doing marketing with them. 
plugs, finding things, doing a lot of barter. I am a very, very, very big believer of the barter system. Same. So um, I'm not gonna lie, same Z's. Yeah, you know, hey man. So so uh, Eways, he ended up actually getting a degree in, in at GIA, you know, which is a uh, you know in gemology and jewelry and stuff and things. And I guess I didn't talk to him for a long time. He's like, hey bro, I'm VP of a of a pretty big uh, sports agency. And I was like, I was like, first of all, I know like two sports agencies and well, maybe three because Clutch. And yeah. I was like, I know like three. Like so, let me hear it. And uh, it was kind of like a pitch. He's like. Yeah, so um, I'm vice president of XL Sports. I was like, oh, that's Derek Jeter. That's He's big like, time, yeah. Like, no, not just Derek Jeter, Ben. It's like, we have Tiger Woods. We have Peyton Manning. We have this, this, and this. And, you know, one thing about them was they're always picking up the new talent. They started, they're really good at getting, like, young guys early. Like, you know, I mean, um, they represent Joker, you know, Jokic. And uh, um, uh, even, like, Trevor Lawrence, just, just getting new people. So, like, they were like, hey, man, we want to try something. Like, why the fuck you want to try something with me, man? Like, can't you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, bro, I'm old. I don't, I, I don't have many, you know, like, I don't have many, like, you know, chances. Like, I want to, you know, um, theatrically, I'm represented by WME, right? William Morris. And um, I've been with CAA before. And I was like, like, you know, have an agent and manager. I was like, so talk to me. What's up? And they were like, okay, um, we want to try something with people who aren't athletes. Mm. And I'm like, they're like, but, you know, you technically were. So I was like, okay, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, I saw a football picture back in the day. Young Ben. Yeah, got a scholarship playing football in college. Um, I, uh, D1, too, which is crazy, right? And then um, I uh, uh, I played basketball. Basketball was more of my love, which is crazy, right? More than football. The only thing was, technically, I was better in football. I thought I was better in basketball, but I wasn't. You know, I was... Uh, but, you know, I, I got to play a lot of great, you know, against a lot of great people coming up. So that story, too, XL liked. You know, I guarded Steve Nash two years in a row in college, um, played against Jason Kidd, Harold Miner, uh, a lot of really great, you know, uh, some of the great, you know, greatest players there were. So um, they liked the history I had. And they said, hey, man, have you heard of NBA 2K? And I was like, come on, man. Like, don't stop playing. Listen to the stuff that you're getting tossed at you. So they're like, hey, man, they want to put you in the game. And I'm like, I was like, bro, I'll do it for free. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, come on, man. They're like, no, 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 you can't do it for free. Like, <laughs> likelihood and this and that. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been in NBA 2K now for, what, three years in a row. And, like, um, you know, each year, like, more things happen. Like, I think I think next year that they might, be, you know, in, in the playground, right, in, in the park, um, yeah. you might be able to buy uh, my jewelry now, right, because you can get, like, off-white, fear of God stuff. So they're marketing, doing these things. And so, you know, I'm not realizing, and the best part about it is, my ego can get so inflated at times. My agent has to deal with people that are like, you know, I mean, think about an average NBA starter. Yeah. You know, their 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 contracts are, you know, upwards of the eight figure range. Yeah. So you know, if he has to deal with them, imagine, you know, to, to, for me, even though he's like, yo, you're a little more difficult than that, Ben. You know, you're a unique <laughs> person. You know, like you have a lot of plugs. You're I've never seen nothing like it before. You know, um, there's something about you that's different, and uh. And, uh, you know, I like it, but I'm going to be honest with you. You're not for everyone. And I was like, what am I supposed to mean? And he goes, look, uh, you know, um, like situation with Blake Griffin, when there was an issue with him on the bench with the, the ball manager or ball boy, whatever. And he's yeah. like, that incident stopped the check for him or maybe he did certain things. He's like, you know, so like, you know, you got to tell people, hey, man, this is what happens. Boom. And you're a little loose with the verbs on on, on Twitter. And, you know, you have a. a oh, yeah. a, you be tweeting up, boy. You be tweeting it up. 
you know, and like Kendrick Perkins would be like, yo, Ben, you got to chill out, bro. Like you, you and if Kendrick Perkins is telling you to chill out, you know, you won't. I know. And, and like, you know, for Perk to say that to me, you know, so like, um, you know, my agent's like, hey, man, we got to find something that's going to work for you. And, you know, you got to chill out. You got to. So like they did a thorough cleansing yeah. of my Twitter, like thorough, like, you know, like they deleted like 20, 35,000 tweets and just like, all right, you, you ready for you ready for for, you know, for for sponsorships. So like, you know, NBA 2K uh, Snickers, you know, I have an NFL endorsement. I make the Snickers chain for the best NFL player, the hungriest player of the week. And, um, you know, I get this uh, tops deal for baseball cards and that ends up landing me an MLB endorsement. Right. And then, um, getting like, uh, you know, brand partnerships with Remy Martin, Moet and things like that. And now with captain Morgan, now I have an MLS sponsor. So I currently have every league. I have an MLS sponsor. Yeah. I'm endorsed by the MLS. I'm endorsed by NBA, NFL, um, major league baseball, and, you know, through Excel and this, these things like, you know, I have my own collaboration with the Dodgers coming out with NBA. I have an official Ben Baller Lakers hat coming out. I have an official Ben Baller Dodgers hat coming out. I have an official Ben Baller Seahawks coming out. So it's like now I'm working with the LAFC and Captain Morgan to do something with MLS. And I'm like, this is like this is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's really insane for a jeweler or whatever you want to call it. Anyone that's not a pro athlete to have this type of um, these type of uh, brand partnerships, endorsements, whatever you want to call it. So for me, I always like so. One of the things I think is coolest about this is every time you go to whatever lane you go into, there's a certain look about it that when I see it, I know it's yours, you know, and like, it's like, we know the BB, the, the logo and stuff, but can you just, when you, when you first got those deals, first of all, I like to talk, we talk money talk here. So what was the biggest deal to date that you've done where like, you couldn't believe that they was paying you X amount for you to do your thing? What it, was it jewelry or was it actually a deal? Because I know you're. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, for jewelry, you know, I've been upwards in the, you know, I've been upwards to like the 11, 12 million dollar range for like a commission job, one job. But, uh, you know, that's a different thing. You know, I, I love to have that being done for, for my trade, for what I do. But when it comes to like these these corporate sponsorships and things like, you know, you might see somebody like, oh, I got paid five G's for uh, 5,000 for an Instagram post today. Or I got this, this, and this. And it's like, you know, I never really thought about it so much because the jewelry thing was always great for me and I can work at my own pace. And then, you know, half a million gets thrown at you for, you know, for a small campaign. And I'm like, yeah, you go listen. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money, you know, and then, um, you know, $2 million gets thrown. And, and now I don't know how to act because I don't mean that way in like, like, I don't know how to like behave. I mean, like, you know, you got to take a little drive for a second and think about like, you know, like I'll never forget that I lived in a 600 square foot apartment with four or five people, you know, and, and, and my brother was away at school. So it was different, but like, you know, I remember like, you know, like thinking like, all right, well, what happens now? You know, or, or, you know, I worked at Burger King, I worked at Subway, you know, minimum wage jobs. And you think about, yeah, I had some good times and I've made money here and there and I've, I've lost it and whatever. But then you think like, okay, I just signed a contract with, a, you know, with, with, with something sports related for, you know, a couple million dollars. This is, you know, this doesn't even make sense to me. Right. Like, is, is this real? And my wife is like, you know, babe, I haven't known you more than 12 years. So, you know, for what I know, you know, I think that this is, you know, this is, this is just how it's supposed to be for you. She sees so your call, value though. That's dope. Yeah. So, you know, I call one of my boys who's been around everyone from Russell Wilson to uh, you name it, just everyone. And he's like, Ben, I've known you for 30 years, bro. 
He's like, you deserve more than that and, and more than that. He's like, bro, this is something you've been putting in the work for so long. This is what they got to pay you now. You know, he's like, you deserve it. And the way he said it, I, I wish I could articulate how like he just said it in such an ill way that it didn't make me feel so weird anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, uh, that's real when so, like that's kind of for me. I want to know like how long it like. So you talked about you worked at Burger King. You worked at these places. six hundred. What was that? in between period to where you like were tr grinding and then like you started just making money. Like there's this in between that nobody really talks about. They always talk about the before and they usually talk about the glow up, but what's that in between section look like for you? That in between was a whole lot of just running around. Yeah. Don't running, running around. I mean, like, you know, from opening your eyes to closing your eyes. There's no nine to five. I got to open my eyes until I close my eyes. And I would end up, you know, I would even know. I would be, you know, in one part of town, another part of town. And I'm like, oh shit, I got a gig tonight. I'm gonna be DJing here, boom, and I'm gonna go here. After I finish DJing, oh man, I'm gonna go network at, you know, Gabrielle Union's house or whatever. You know, I'm just gonna be all over the place. And um, it was tiresome. You know, but I was like, no man, I refuse. I refuse to lose. I refuse to lose until I would always say like, until I get a house in the hills. And then, you know, and then you got I, a house in the hills. What? Yeah. And then, you know, and then you're like, yeah, you know, like I got kids, you know, I, I, I having a house in the hills, they can't, you know, play on the street the same and certain things like, nah, you know, let me go get a more, a little more land. I don't know. But so going on, um, you know, that middle part, you feel like you're there forever. Do you know, um, um, the beginning part definitely is, 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 is tough, right? But that, that middle ground, like you're talking about, you're right. No one talks about it. They talk about the glow up and they talk about before. No one talks about that. That middle part, man, it's not like you're on cruise control either. No. It's like you're going 65, then you go 35, then you go 25, then you go 47. And then you go back to like, yo, man, can, I, can, can, I, can, I, can, a, can a guy just please be at 55 and just be on cruise control? Like, can we just be steady? Cool? Yeah. You go up peaks and valleys, you know, I'm just down. So, um, you know, I, I had a, uh, there's times where I'm like, all right, well, just in case, let me sell my CDs. You know, just in case, let me sell some shoes. Let me, let me, because I just, I just want to make sure but I'm you okay. Was rapping or you was um, selling CDs of rappers? No, no, I'm sorry. I was just selling like my, my personal collection of CDs and things like that and whatever. And, and uh, thank God I didn't ever have to sell like, cause you know, I was in the music business professionally. Yeah. Thank God I never had to sell like, you know, memorabilia of mine, like, um, like my, my, my accolades, like my platinum awards, like my Jay-Z first album, platinum album, and like Friday. What the soundtrack. What, like what, tell me what you do in the, the music. I don't I, like help me catch. So you. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was an executive. I was an A&R, which stands for artist and repertoire. That's pretty much, you know, one of the most important, I mean, there's obviously a lot of important parts, right? People are like, oh no, the point guard, who cares about a strong forward, right? You know, it's the, it's the point guard or it's You're the center, or whatever, you know, um, the A&R would be like the point guard, okay. right? of the label. And um, with that said, you know, you're the person that's going in the studio with the artist. You're out there, you're presenting it to the, to the executive at the label. You're, you're orchestrating the whole vision, you know, from the marketing, oh, we're going to roll out like this and this. And I'll be honest with you, you know, um, I started out like bottom level of, of priority records, uh, rap independent, you know, just powerhouse, you know, you know, real true independent label. You know, Ice Cube's on a label, NWA, the house that birthed gangster rap. Um, and in two years, I became vice president of the company. 
Like how, sure. man? You just say these things so casually. I know you said you'd be grinding, but like, how does one start out at the bottom you, of the? No, company? you gotta. You you really have to see. Your vision has to be X-ray. You got to almost be like, you have to be a fly on the wall in 10 rooms. Like you have to morph yourself and clone yourself and like, <laughs> what's going on there? I know what's going on. You, in a way, it, it may suck. You have to be nosy in a way. You have to really be fussing all the time. You have to know what's going on. And, you know, I, I was able to climb up, um, you know, the ladder. I was able to see doors that weren't open and I have to figure out a way to open them because no one's going to open them for me, nice. you know? And, um, you know, in 96, there was an artist named Jay-Z that came across our, our lap. I'm like, hey, we're going to pick him up on a distribution deal. And, you know, I met Dame and met D Biggs. And um, me and Dame and Biggs became really good friends. And we are lifetime friends, you know. Uh, it was weird because I, I, of all people, right, of all the three guys at Rockefeller, Jay was the least person I had a relationship with. And I, I've, I've told him this before. I've said it publicly. I didn't think Jay was going to be a big star. Ben, how? I just didn't think because at the time there was other things I was interested in. And like, I'm telling Biggs and Biggs is the CEO, you know, the CFO of the company or COO of the company. And even he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I didn't think he's going to be that big, you know, but look at it now. And like Dame always knew he's going to be big and we joke about it. And there was a time where I could have had Jay-Z come on this R&B. This, I had a, I had a group, group, girls group that I was developing at a rap label. Like imagine like if you only represent all men's basketball stars, uh -huh. And then you're like, you know, I want to represent a girl. I want to represent Renee Montgomery. Like, wait a second, WNBA? No, bro, we represent, you know, so it was like a yeah. different thing. Not only was it R&B at a rap label, I was, rep I had three girls, you know, from the South. Yeah. And um, there was a hot rapper at the time. And they're like, yo, dude, let's just put Jay on the track because Jay signed a label. The release would be easier. I was like, nah, I don't know, man. I, I think we, we, we got to go here. And it was like, actually, a struggle for me to go get the other art. It was funny. I think Jay... Kind of low key was like, man, fuck this dude, man. You know, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, he's like, probably. you know, who and, did you know get on the label? Who was that big artist at the time when when Jay Keith was Murray? Huh? Keith Murray. Okay, yeah. So okay. Def Squad, you know, uh, and the funny thing was, I was his DJ on the tours and uh, Red Man too. Like I was part of Def Squad, so it was like my loyalty was there, and it was a weird thing. Skip twenty years later in two thousand sixteen, they do the twenty anniversary of Reasonable Doubt. You know, the first album is actually my favorite album, of course, because I worked on it. But it was my favorite album, honestly, truly, as a fan of Jay-Z. And, um, you know, I remember uh, they closed everything down for Jay to come in. And he walks in and he's like, what's up, man? And I was like, hey, man, I'm just really, I really appreciate you guys asking me to host in L.A. Because they did in New York and L.A. And he's like, yo, man, you have to. This is your home. This is your town. And I said, hey, man, this is my favorite album. I no cap. Like, this is my favorite album. He's like, no, me too, for real. Like, and, you know, Jay and I, and I think Complex was there. And I said, I said. I didn't think Jay was going to be a huge star. And then I think maybe Biggs said it just to make me feel better. So that Jay didn't look at me like this fucking guy, right? Not right. Biggs was like, no, me too. I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, and you think about it now, like not even just on the level of the magnitude of what he is as a rapper, but as a businessman, as a mogul, right? And so, you know, that was a big part. I think me being in the music business for five years, there was such an enormous part. Of, it was such an enormous part of my life that, you know, it was such a big part of me that most people don't even know. I didn't even accept the fact that I was a jeweler until maybe 2017. And I had already been a jeweler for 11 years at that point. And I never thought about it. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm so, so like, if you had to describe who you were, if people saw you as a jeweler, what did you see yourself as then? Like, 
because everybody probably saw you, you know, Ben Baller did the chain, all that. So yeah. what, did you, what did you see yourself as? I just, I just told people I was an entrepreneur, you know, I was a businessman. But I mean, of course I said I would do, but it was just, it for some reason didn't sit right. Like, have you ever seen the movie Last Dragon? No. Yes. You never saw Last Dragon, Bruce Leroy? You never saw that? I don't, don't quote me. I might have. I don't know. I don't want to answer so, this publicly in case they be mad. <laughs> okay. So Last Dragon is a hood classic, you know, New York, a black family, a black man who is obsessed with Bruce Lee and, and you know, karate and martial arts and everything. And there's a scene in the movie where the whole movie, he's through Brooklyn, New Green Queens, looking all over throughout the city, and he's searching for him, for the master. Mm. He's looking, where is the master? He's trying to find the master. And he, you know, he's, he's, he's following all these steps. He's going through all these crazy things. He's going all through all these obstacles. And at the end of the movie, he fights the main bad guy. They finally have the final battle. Mm -hmm. And he's getting his ass whooped. And the guy goes, who is the master, Leroy? <laughs> and Leroy finally is like, he's like getting like crushed. And he goes, I am. And turns up and I said, and everything changed. The momentum changed and everything, the tables turned. I felt like right after that point, I was in New York at Madison Square Garden. And I remember like, I had said to somebody, I'm a jeweler. And they're like, well, of course you are. I I've heard of you. And this is somebody that was from the Upper East Side, not your typical hip hop person or anything else. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I mean, I've heard it all the time and whatever, boom, but like I had arrived and I, I had accepted it because I had been holding on to that music career and, and those things and whatever, and not accepted the fact that I had put it down in so many ways and changed the game. I mean, I won Jeweler of the Year that year too. Like I had changed the game and I, I, I have remolded like, you know, jewelers that I have tattoos, not coming to work and wearing a suit, not wearing at least a button down shirt, you know, and just yeah. the unorthodox style of, of just even my behavior. So I think, um, you know, I embraced it to the fullest and it took that many years for me to embrace it. But now that that's happened, like, you know, I'm, I'm, doing these brand partnerships, all these other things. So it's kind of like, all right, well, what's next? You know, that, that's the question. And so when you're doing all these other brand partnerships, you started out as an athlete. So it's not like this world is so unique to you, but Drake talks about it all the time. First of all, some of the stuff you're doing, it's very Drake-esque, like in a sense of a $185 million plane. Drake did that through a, a deal. Like, you know, he didn't pay a dime for his air Drake. I see the stuff that you're doing is very similar in a sense of, just you being there is worth a millions and millions of dollars. So when you start to look at the what's next, you ask yourself, like, where do you see yourself going? You've already been the, one of the most successful jewelers out there. A&R, you were on Reasonable Dow. You worked on that. Like you've are this, this influencer, entrepreneur, this whole brand sponsor, you're killing it deals there. Like what, what excites you at this point? Like what makes you excited? You know, it's funny you say that, right? So I was talking to somebody who uh, is uh, somebody I look up to. Um, he's actually younger than me, right? But he's very successful. At the same time, you said Drake, right? Um, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're definitely, you know, friends. Yeah. Uh, at one point, we were pretty close friends. And, and there's no falling out of nothing. You know, it's just two busy guys. And I'm a dad. You know, I got three kids. I have a, I'm, a, I'm a husband. And, um, you know, I respect all the moves that Drake has been doing since the beginning. Um and, uh, you know, during that year, summer 16 was a tour, and then we're going into 17. 
And this was during the time that whole that that year. Yeah. You know, he did five sold out shows in uh in LA, Staples Center, five nights in a row. It was like never heard of, never done before. And on the fifth night, he brought out Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. And um, we're walking back because all the, the shows are the same. I think I went to two or three shows and it's just the same, you know. I think a couple of times he surprised me and changed one, two songs. And I was like, all right, I wasn't paying attention. I was like talking to people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I know that the end of the show is coming. So I'm walking to the back of the stage and it's an enormous, enormous stage. And he stops. He goes, yo, 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 check this out, man. I got, I got to stop the show for a second. And he did a two minute dedication to everything. He's like, yo, man, man, I can't, I can't thank you enough for everything you did for me when I didn't have the money. You picked me up in the airport. You got me cars. You got me weed. You got me, you know, whatever. And he was taking bro, care of him when he first yeah, got and he, and he was like, he was like, bro, I'll never forget that shit. You know, and I was like, I think a lot of people that didn't like me necessarily that were in the audience that were famous people. And they there's like, you could be famous. And then there's Drake that's like, you know, yeah. up. and for him to say that to me, I think people were like, what? Like, and I was even almost, I was blown away because I was so blown away that I couldn't even require no one, no one recorded it or nothing. Like, you know, some people got like, I think snippets of it, but he, you know, I had to reach up to the stage. He reached down and we, we, there's a, there's a picture of us, you know, doing a handshake out there and it, it, it fucked me up, you know? So when I thought about that, I thought, Hey, listen, man, I've always pushed the envelope, you know, and uh, you know, like he's always done it and he's changed it. People are like, Oh, okay. What's he doing? All right. Well, doom. The trend goes that way. And I felt like, all right, that's something. It's, it's my responsibility, my duty to be that way. Because they're looking up to me because I was doing these things in 07 to 08. And I was balling. And I was doing these things on my space. And people were looking at me. So I was like, all right, now I kind of laid in the cut. It's time to not lay in the cut anymore. It's time to turn up, right? Yeah. So, you know, I had a conversation recently with someone I look up to who's, who's been in the business entertainment. And I said, yo, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really uninspired lately, you know, like, I, I feel like I'm in a weird position, like, you know, um, I, I just, I don't know, man, I'm lacking creativity. And he goes, bullshit. Because you're not like, he's, he's not, you're just, you're just, you're, listen, man, so you're just bored. That's <laughs> all it is. He goes, he goes, one single, you'll pinpoint to one thing because, you know, like, just look at something. And I know you could find, you could find inspiration or you'll find, so you'll, you could turn something, your aesthetic is so cold that, you know, you made a mini fridge cool. Like it was already cool for a college kid, but you made it gold and made it cool. Like he's like, you took a barbecue grill and Kingsford, a household name that they have at Whole Depot and, you know, every grocery store in America has Kingsford charcoal and you made it something cool. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess. And so, you know. What makes me exciting? What was, what, I'm sorry. What makes me excited these days is something my kids can relate to because there's a really big like you know I, I got my my start late in life right like I have friends who have kids that are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, most of my friends' kids are in at least in high school. My kids are a lot younger. My wife is 11 years younger than me. So you know, for them to see things on video games and stuff and be like, oh, it's dad. You know, they understand when that when we go out, I get stopped a lot. But you know some of these deals that I'm doing now, I almost feel like I'm doing it to, to look cool to my kids. You know what I mean? Like, 100%, 100, that's the dopest though, for real. I want to be a hero to them. Yeah, so right now I'm in talks of um, trying to pop up into uh, maybe your next Target, your next Walmart, and maybe your next grocery store and things like that. So I'm doing more household name things. Uh, 
Where are you going to pop up as, though? Don't be. What, what you going to pop up? I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't specifically say just yet uh -huh. because there's uh, legalities. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a contract right now. But no, you know, it's. Uh, I feel like it's it's so typical to say, hey man, you know, there's been a lot of Asian hate and things, whatever. And I'm not going to disregard it. I'm just saying, you know, with that said, you know, I truly did grow up with no role models. You know, there was Bruce Lee, and and there was, you know, uh, that was it. And so growing up, you know, seeing that it's, it's a different thing. And not even though I didn't want to be a role model, I never had been, I never want to be a leader necessarily. I just want to be like, Hey, listen, this is what I'm doing. You want to fuck with it. All right, cool. This is what I'm doing. It may not work for you. It yeah. may it work for you, yeah. but this is what I'm doing. So with that said, I do have a following. I do have Asian Americans. I have other people, you know, whether it be Latin, black, whatever it may be, you know, that, that, that follow me. So just overall, I got to be careful about the moves that I'm making and things that I'm doing and stuff. And, you know, um, with that said, I want the Asian community and the Asian youth to know you don't have to own a bodega. You don't have to have a liquor store. You don't have to have a nail salon. You don't have to have all the typical shit that's going on in the Asian parts of your town. You don't have to have a Chinese restaurant. You don't have to have a laundromat. None of that. You could be a jeweler. You could be an NBA 2K. You could be a rapper if you want. You could be a scientist. You could be a teacher. You could be a TikTok dancer. Whatever it is you want to do, then do it. But if you're going to do it, then go all the way. If you're going to be a trash man, be the president of trash man. Like, be the best. And that's just where I'm at with it. So I feel like, all right, look, man, you see me in these stores. You see me on these, on these apps. You see me doing these things. All right, cool. I am doing it for me and for my kids. But at the same time, I'm doing it for the generations beneath me. I want this legacy to last, to be like, hey, man, no, that's not true. Because you know what? Ben was on the box of Pop-Tarts. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and Ben was, Ben was on a, on, on a microwave or who, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. never know, right? People, people are coming at me with the craziest things in the world. I'm like, makeup, like, why would I want to do makeup? Like, no, you know, boom. Just Come like, on, A-Rod, A-Rod is releasing a line of makeup right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, people hitting me up with crazy things like, hey, would you ever want to design furniture? And I go to this page, I'm like, wait a second, this is a famous furniture company. Like, why the fuck would I want to design furniture? Like, we just want your stamp of approval. I'm like, you got to talk to my agent, man. I, I'm not, you know, let them deal with it. It's just crazy where, 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 you know, I've manifested a lot of this, but now it's like, you know, it's, it's really coming to me. So, uh, uh the thing that I'm doing what do you mean by that? Like, like I'm a firm believer. I speak my life into existence. Like a lot of people think like, Oh, it's crazy. And I'm like, man, I've been talking about this for X amount of time. So how do you, how do I'll you, right now. Yeah. you know, how they say, be careful what you wish for. Right. Like I, I manifest destiny like a right? <laughs> like I'm like yo man I you know whether it be uh man I gotta get in this car man I need my kids to get into school in order for them to get into school I need to do this this and this oh. and I need to cover A B and C I feel like I want to be busy I want to be here here and here and I want to have this much work and then this much work came and I was like, holy shit, I don't have a life anymore. Like, dude, I still got to, I, I gotta raise a family, right? I gotta like, how do I do this? You know, like I felt like, okay, well, Deion Sanders, he's playing football and he's playing basketball. A lot of people don't get that. Of course he's a dad. Of course he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a husband, whatever it may be. Right. He's a family man. It's not even, you can't even put that into the equation, but he's playing not one sport, but two sports in the same week. Right. He's got to play football. Yeah, I can't, play, right? I can't play golf thing jump on a helicopter and go play baseball. Right. And he might be on in the outfield and be like, yo man, that interception interception. Wait, I'm playing baseball. What are you talking about? So now I started realizing 
few people have one successful career in their life. Yeah. I've had three, right? And like now I'm overlapping careers in current time. So it's a little difficult to, 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 to like navigate through all this. And with the overlapping jobs or like the careers, like I have a cannabis brand, right? And then I have, you know, the jewelry thing. And then I have my brand partnerships. And I'm like, all right, how do I make sure they don't interfere with each other, but they all get along? Like, I'm like, damn, this is crazy. So that's why I use the Dion thing because, you know, it's like you can be a sportscaster and still play sports. But at the same time, like playing football and basketball, it, it's difficult because it's two professional things. So like, you know, with what's going on with me right now, I would love to, um, I've, I've evolved to a point now where I can maybe have other people kind of run things and, and I can kind of That's not goals. have to be. That's goals. Yeah, I don't have to be in there 24 seven. And I do trust the people that are running the companies to do what I would think would be best for everyone. Yeah. And with that said now, um, you know, I'm doing things that I think my kids would think we're cool and still maintaining to get the bag and still maintain to, you know, increase my worth and not just in, in, in a financial, but I mean, in my namesake and my brand and like, you know, like, again, it's dope for us to walk somewhere and my kids see me on a billboard, you know, um, you know, to have these sneaker deals and these partnerships that like, yo, you want your own sneaker. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Why not? Because I'm not there here. And if you guys just push it and I'm not there, then I feel like my heart's not in it and I want to be fully committed. Do you know what I mean? Like you give be in a relationship, you see something that's attractive, right? Yeah. This ain't no one night stand, bro. People, people are too old for all that, right? You yes. want to have a relationship. You know, you want to have, you know, it can't just be the physical attraction. It has to be the mental attraction too. So I look at that with business in the same way, right? Oh, it's just money. No, there's ethics involved. Right. People might be involved in the wrong things and doing different things. And I've never been that guy. I've always been the loudmouth guy, laugh now, cry later. And with the family, with the kids, with a lot to think about, you know, um, um, I, I, I just had to grow up in, in short. <laughs> oh, I love that because some people, if you're in a position where you are living paycheck to paycheck, it's hard to turn down opportunities. You don't you don't have that luxury, but you're at a point where. You got to the point, basically, you said you grew up to where now you can make the decision. Nah, even though you got the bag, I'm not there. Even though you got the bag, nah, that ain't that ain't for me. Um, right. I love that because that's that's where you want to be. That's what we call, I call that freedom, where it's like, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. If I don't want to do it, peace. Like that's, that's that freedom. So everybody should want to get to that point. I got to ask you about sports a little bit because my Hawks are turning up. I know you've been keeping track. I know you're a Lakers fan, but yeah, no. listen, I want first I want to hear your thoughts on the Hawks because a lot of people didn't believe the Hawks going into the playoffs, period. Now a lot of minds are changing. So what are your thoughts on the Hawks? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not really a gigantic fan of Trey Young, and not because he's not incredibly gifted and talented. It's just uh like it just didn't, I just was like, man, bro, this little scrawny dude, man, like, I didn't try to hear all this. And like, every time I fight something and it keeps coming back, uh -huh. you know, it's beyond the truth. Like it's the real deal. So, you know, I gotta be honest with you. Why would I pay attention to Trey Young or the, the Atlanta Hawks all season long? Why would I? I'm only watching Laker games, whoever the Lakers play. And if things pull up on Sports Center, first take or whatever it is, right? Every morning I 
every morning, watch Get Up, first take, and I go do my day, right? So like, you know, you see certain things. I'm not following until it gets to the playoffs. Playoffs, I'm watching every single game. I don't care who it is. I'm watching every game. Well, I'm watching these Knicks, and I'm like, man, Knicks about to wax this ass, man, bro. It's not even going to be funny, man. See what happened, man. Look, at the, Let's see, dog. My boy Julius Randle, man, you know, I know he's – because there's so many Lakers that left, and they're all, like, amazing players. Like, you know, from Lonzo to Julius to Jordan Clarkson and everything. I'm like, what the hell? How did we get rid of all these people, right? Like, it's crazy. So – this dude named Trey Young pull up to Madison Square Garden and is, you know, they call him Mr. Cloudy because he's pissing on everyone's parade, right? Just comes out there and he's, he's, I'm like, wait a second. I didn't know he had that in him. Like, you know, like the, like oh, all that. I, I didn't know he had all that. Yeah. It was crazy. So, um, playing amazing. Uh, he has what, five 30 point games in the playoffs right now, right? He's, he's, he's crushing it. And last night, Come on now. Watching the game at the third quarter. Yes. I do the unthinkable. What did you turn it? I know you didn't turn it off. I turned the TV off. No, man, come on. I turned the TV off. I have my sister, my nieces, people mm-hmm. over. We're chilling. I'm playing ping pong. I'm kicking it out our boom. A boy calls me. He's like, bro, did you see that? And I was like, I see what? I was like, bro, see what? See the Sixers be crushing these fools? Like, what? 25? And he goes, don't tell me you turned the game off. Come on. I was like, I, like, I turned that punk-ass game off. Why? What, what happened? He goes, bro. Goes, takes 10, 15 minutes, sending me a YouTube link. And I'm like, bro, why are you sending me a YouTube link? They won? Yeah. Nah, bro. No. Yeah. I got goosebumps right now, right? Look Thinking about that. it. Because I go back and I scan a little bit. I'm like, yo. Now, I know everyone wants to b- blame the little homie Ben Simmons and everything, right? Cool, but at the end of the day, man, that you one. Get up, man! Like everybody yeah. wants to make every excuse other than the Hawks are like that down twenty-two minutes. I get it. People miss shots. You never, that's the nature of the game. But you not giving up and you just like just how you doing? I'm still here. Yeah, hey, exactly. And it's like you know, it, it's just. Shit, man. Like, you gotta like that. I don't care what nobody say. Our team, like the swag that they walk with right now, they know everybody was thinking exactly how you were. You can't help but like the swag that the Hawks are rolling with right now. They are like, they walking out the buildings looking at folks like, but you know what I mean? Like that's a different type of... I recorded my show this morning, right? And it came out today. And I said, you know what? I would love it if, I can, if the Hawks went all the way. I was like, oh I want... Boy, yes! I said, look, I want, I would love to see a healthier Nets get there. But I said, man, I, right now, I'm, I'm all about the underdog. Oh, you want to talk about underdog? Like, that's as underdog as you get. And I said, look, man, Trey, Hawks, ATL, you know, um, it, it, it's just got to happen now. You know what I mean? And I think you about, like. about, actually, you like the city of Atlanta, by the way. Just on a side note, we talked before, we had a conversation before where, other than sports, we know you're Lakers. We know you're LA all the way. We get that. But cities wise, you you showed love to Atlanta before plenty of times. Like you in fact, you know what? When I did the Remy Martin collaboration, Remy Martin asked me, you know, can you pick two cities? And I want you to make keys to the city. Mm-hmm. Of course I'll pick Los Angeles, right? Yeah. And so the next person goes, Okay, so New York is the other city. And I was like, No. They're like, San Francisco. And I was like, no, I mean, I love those two cities more than anything. And they're like, 
okay, well, Chicago? And I was like, no, man. And they're like, what? I was like, I get you, so I get to pick, right? They're like, yes, as a corporation, we're letting you pick this, the, 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 because we know Los Angeles is there. What's the next city? I said, Hotlanta. Come on. 404. And so when I did that key, the iced out key, we gave it to black, right? Six, six black, right? So, um, you know, we gave them the key to the city, Atlanta, and I put Hotlanta on there. And people are like, you know, I was like, man, it's just something about that Southern, you know, um, hospitality just the, the 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 just i just always have a good time out there it's not just because of the you know the shrimp poor boy sandwiches or whatever it's like just something about you know that you know peach tree boulevard i don't know it's just it's just a it's a different thing so yeah i definitely got love for him but i haven't paid attention to the hawks since like dominique wilkins days right it's just right now i said it in my podcast i said look i would i mean i really do want cp3 to get a ring i did say that even though like you know they they beat us but I would not be mad if Atlanta Hawks won it all and get the chip. I wouldn't be mad. Let's go. I love it. Look, I'm in it on that. We would not be mad if the Hawks went all the way. No one should be mad because the swag they walking with, Trey Young is shushing Madison Square Gardens. I mean, they talking about Clint Capella was like, no, we don't need none of those all defensive awards, which he should have been on. We don't need that. We just don't go out there. Coaching. Come on, man. Like, like it make it make sense. Like that's what I'm saying. We didn't get anything. Trey Young was not an all-star when the all-star game was in Atlanta. I, you can't make this stuff up. Like it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? Can I say something before we do go? Yes. All these things that are going on in my life is cool. Whatever. I don't really think I'm that honestly to tell you that like to keep, keep a 100. I don't really think I'm all that cool or whatever. And it, and like, I don't want this ain't fishing for nothing. You to me, are like way, way above. Like I put you on a, such a high pedestal. Like seriously, just as beyond as beyond the athlete thing, as a human being, Renee. Like from afar, I, I, I tell you, like I really do put you up. Like if I could be one tenth of you, I would wake up like like yo, I did it. I'm good. You're crazy. Thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate. Like it's crazy. See, I like I look at you like that. You, I, I appreciate it because. In women's sports, as you know, we don't get a lot of love. Like women's sports, women's basketball, we don't get a lot of love on that type of bend the baller, did the chain style love. So I always I appreciate that when it happens because we know athletes and you're an athlete. So athletes respect athletes. You hear Kobe before he passed away. He talked big time about the WNBA, whatever you what doing. You know, so if you know, you know. So I appreciate you for being one of the ones that know for real. That's That's what's up. Thank you. I appreciate and, it. And lastly, Ben, before before you go, my fiance made me ask this. If you ever come out of retirement, retirement, can you design my wedding band? I have one of the rubber band ones that all the athletes wear. I don't have one. She told me to ask. I'm sorry I had to. No, 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 no. Look at man. You know what? Let let the summer pass. Yeah. And let let's let's uh let's look at I'm vaccinated, man. I'm ready to pull up on you somewhere and, and let's what? uh Let's get the ring side. Don't make threaten it. me with a good time. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's, Let's go. It. Thank you, I'm Ben, ready. for joining me on Remotely Renee. Thank you so much. Is your partner big boy interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood 
Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.